0: And welcome back to another edition of Sanctified Reason. Sanctified Reason is a podcast where Dan Delzell and myself, Sandy, sit at the crossroads of faith and pop culture and talk about the things that go on that are really being driven by the influences of celebrities and musicians, actors, actresses, and especially social media. And we watch these particular entities drive the traditions and norms of modern society. And Dan, One of the things that is really becoming normal, and I think it's started to become normalized under the Obama administration, um, but even more so, more prevalent today, is that of things like race, LGBT, uh, now gender issues. And when it comes to mind, I remember, you know, in life you had your LGBT people and you had your transgendered people but it never became a political thing. Sure, there are some political aspects to it, but it wasn't until during the Obama administration that we had this bathroom thing where you had to now have non-binary or gender-neutral bathrooms. And then that became kind of the foundation for where we are today with all this other stuff. And I think it started back then. And then with the... uh the spread or maybe the increase or the advancements in technology with social media. I think social media is being used to promote the propaganda a lot, and people are starting to see it, and they're starting to see other people come out as LGBT or come out as transgendered, or maybe they got an abortion, so I want to get one too. It's starting to become this like, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. Misery loves company. And so because other people are doing it, now I'm going to do it as well. And I think that social media, along with these influencers that are out there that are promoting this stuff, I think it's a big, big tool that Satan is using when it comes to the concepts of race, because now everybody's a racist. I mean, any, took on uh, look on any news channel, and if you don't support a certain ideology, you're racist. Um, even black people are racist. Um, religion, you know, the Christianity, especially the Christian church, was attacked during COVID. Uh, that was evident. They wanted to silence the church, and even some of the things that the church will promote, like the, the Bible-believing, the biblically sound churches, what they promote get uh, turned away by even other – so-called Christian churches, and then, of course, gender. You know, we have 1,800,000 uh, gender identities out there now, apparently, or something like that, and we can't keep up. And so anyways, um when it comes to all this, there's only one person that's really pushing this, and that's Satan. It's the lies that he's spreading. And so I thought we could talk about rejecting those lies when it comes to the big three topics, race, religion, and gender in society today.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right, son. Uh, Satan is, is driving, uh, so many different issues with his lies. You know, Jesus referred to him as the father of lies. And, and, and so, you know, Jesus said when he lies, he's speaking his native language. Um, these issues that you're, you're bringing up are issues where people have been lied to from, uh, from Satan. Uh, you mentioned Barack Obama. It's interesting that when he uh, was running to become president, um, he addressed uh, gay marriage. Uh, you know, he he uh, spoke at the uh, Saddleback Presidential Forum there with Rick Warren and, uh, and what John McCain, I guess. Uh, but but uh, Barack Obama addressed this issue. Uh, he said that uh, he believes marriage is between a man and a woman. Um, he he said he believes God is in the mix on that. You know, things that. Um, you know, people who believe the Bible would say, "Well, hey, that, you know, that that sounds right on, you know." He he told MTV that year leading up to the election, he said I'm not in favor of gay marriage. So, he was saying some things um that you know, he he wanted he wanted to win some votes of people who would who would uh, you know, think that he was he was really being truthful on that. But 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 then he he turned around a, a few years later and, and came out in support of, of, of gay marriage. And, and so, um, he, he certainly didn't hold that, that view. Um, uh, you know, whether, whether he held it when he said that or not, I mean, I suppose somebody could try to make the case that he did, but, um, others would say he was just, you know, uh, spinning a, spinning a, a web there uh, just to try to catch as many votes as he could knowing what he was planning to do i mean um you know that that seems you know to be likely what happened um and then you know when he came out and basically ordered uh, public schools to allow transgender uh, students to go into the bathroom of their choice and, and that was in i think maybe uh, 2016 that he, he gave that edict, basically. Um, you know, you don't do that unless you are essentially a self-appointed prophet of the, of the marriage and gender, uh, revolution, uh, that he seemed to, uh, to want to lead. Uh, and, uh, you know, scripture is very clear, uh, about these issues. Um, you know, God made male and female. Uh, your your biological sex is the same thing as your gender. Um, th- these are not different things. But but you mentioned some. But Satan lies. He lies about sexuality. You know he lies to people and tell and tells them. You know, hey, you you may not be married. You know, uh, but go ahead. You know, it's okay to engage in sexual relations. And of course, you know, <coughs> excuse me, uh, probably ninety you know, 97% or maybe or more people doing that are involved in heterosexual relationships. Um, But where that sexual sin is taking place, um, you know, many times Satan has lied to, to people, Uh, you know, well, the Bible may say, you know, keep the marriage bed pure, but um, you know, this is a different age. This is a different time. You know, we're, we've progressed beyond that, but, but I'll tell you, son, what we haven't progressed beyond is what the Bible says uh, when it tells us that all other sins a man commits, are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. So, you know, sex outside of marriage, uh, you know, adultery, uh, homosexual behavior, you know, these are, these are sins. I mean, they're not unforgivable sins. Um, you know, no one should be painted with some, uh, you know, uh, scarlet letter. Like, you know, like, you know, this is just like the worst sinner ever. or They can't be forgiven. But by the same token, what, what Satan wants to do, is he wants to get people engaged in these things, sinning against their creator, sitting against God's boundary lines and, and, and what, what God says is holy. Um, and the Lord says that something as powerful as sexuality, that it is holy when that is uh, taking place within the marriage between a man and a woman. And yes, that whole idea has been mocked by many in Hollywood. You know, many comedians will, will mock it. I mean, many television shows and movies will, will promote sexual immorality. And of course, our own sinful nature, uh, you know, uh, would, would move in the direction of sexual immorality. So it's only the Bible. That, that comes along and tells us, well, yeah, you know, your, your thinking is, is wrong on this because, uh, you know, Satan has gotten his lies in there and, and, and you have sinful temptations that you battle that, that are not in line with God's will. So we have all these things lined up against us. But the Bible says greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And so God invites a person to come to him to trust Christ as Savior and, and then to begin to live as a disciple of Jesus Christ, a follower of Christ, where we yield our mind and our body to the Lord. And that's getting tougher and tougher in this society that, that there's this constant bombardment against the mind. Uh, you know, I was just reading some, uh uh You know, 55% of young people today, uh, I believe it was according to the survey, do not believe in absolute truth. So if you don't believe in absolute truth, then what you believe is that you can create your own truth and you can create your own truth around sexuality, around gender. Uh, You know, that's a breeding ground for Satan to come in with his lies. And it's really... um, it's just really tragic that the president of the United States would have led that charge, uh, back when Barack Obama, like I say, was kind of the self-appointed prophet of the gender and marriage revolution. Um, and, uh, really, I guess, beginning first with the, the the marriage, you know, his, his, um, his promotion of, of same sex marriage, uh, completely against what he had said, you know, he, he believed in, well, um, you know he 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 showed what he believed in when he when he came out in favor of it uh and then he showed how hardcore he he believes in it by trying to order uh, schools to allow transgender students into the bathroom of their choice. Now that's kind of backfired on them. Um and uh, you know, that's not going very well for for Biden and those who who want to push that on uh, on schools. Um and, and it shouldn't go well because, you know, uh there are all kinds of reasons why um that is not a, a helpful or healthy thing to to have happen. Of course we've seen how it's, you know, Almost destroying women's sports, uh, in many places, and it's causing so much chaos. But that's what happens when Satan's lies get in there. Uh, and, and let's just bring it back to a person who is just, let's say they're a teenager and, and, and they're engaging in, in sex, you know, they're not married, they're engaging in sex. Um, uh, you know, that is going to make it, um, very difficult for that teenager to have any sorts of any sort of spiritual sensitivity because either that teenager is a believer or they're an unbeliever. Now, if they're a believer, Uh, In Jesus, and they're doing that. There's going to be all the guilt, all the shame. Um, There's going to be this inner turmoil going on about, you know, God doesn't want me doing this, but you know, I'm going to do it anyway. So you got all that double mindedness going on, which is just devastating to a person's walk with the Lord. But then if you're an unbeliever, you're not yet, uh, you know, converted. Um, you don't have the Holy Spirit living within you, then, you know, you you probably don't even have any qualms about it, you know, any reservations about it. It feels good, you know. And and so um, what it does, though, son, sexual sin, is it hardens man's heart to uh, being able to discern the will of God, being able to discern um, the direction God wants us to go. And um, it actually turns people's hearts away from God. And, of course, this is Satan's plan all along. Satan hates God. He wants to turn people against God. He wants people to hate God. He wants people to go to hell. Ultimately, that's his goal. Whereas God wants people to come to heaven. And and he wants to give people peace here on earth uh, in a relationship with Christ. So uh, these spiritual battles are going on all the time. And, um, you know, that's why I I, I wrote this article uh, rejecting Satan's lies about uh, gen, uh, uh, race, uh, religion and gender, um, because there are so many lies out there. And, you know, if we don't give people the truth, uh, then they're not going to know, you know, they're not going to know where, where they believe something wrong. And they're not going to know where, um, they're going astray from God's will and, and why their heart is so cold toward the Lord, you know, why they have no interest in God. Uh, maybe they even grew up and, you know, attending church, but now they have no interest in God. Why is that? Well, many times it's because we have deliberately, been sinning against the Lord with our mind, with our body, you know, with our, with our words. Um, and, and then we wonder why we have no interest in, in the things of God, uh, because that's the nature of sin. Um, you know, it's like DL Moody said about the Bible. He said, um, sin will keep you from this book. And this book will keep you from sin. So when we when we just deliberately engage in sin, um, we're going to have very little interest in scripture, in getting together with other Christians. I mean, we're going to come up with all sorts of reasons why uh, we don't need that. And they're just a bunch of hypocrites. and, And I don't need that. And yada, yada, yada. Well, that's Satan trying to convince us. Yes, we're fine staying away from the Lord or from a close relationship with the Lord. We're fine, you know, doing things with our body that, that feel right to us, regardless of what the Bible says. And, and so we do need the wisdom of the Lord and uh, we're all sinful. Um, we're all guilty. None of us can point the finger at others. like Jesus, uh, you know, told those um, those religious leaders who wanted to condemn the woman caught in adultery. He said, okay, you know, let, let he who is uh, without sin cast the first stone and none of them did it, you know? Um, and, And, and so that's, that's the situation we find ourselves in. I mean, we have to be careful that we don't uh, condemn someone for their sin and think that somehow their sin is worse than our own sin. And, and that's, that's the challenge that, uh, uh, you know, kind of the fine line that we need to, we need to walk with God's help. Uh, but he'll help us to do that. But boy, when we get away from the word of God, boy, we're going to start, um, just taking in Satan's lies one right after the other. Before you know it, we are miles away from the Lord.
0: You know, Dan, when um, you write lies about race, religion, and gender are accepted as true, so when these lies are accepted as true, the devil establishes a fortress in your mind which gains a certain measure of control over your life. I think we can expand that to just when lies the devil establishes and we believe them, then the fortress is built as well. And here's something that I find To kind of back that up, if, if we may. So you're talking about race, religion, and gender. And so you got a lot of pundits on, on the news talking about these different things because they're also very political and we're in a political season. We've got an election coming up. And so you've got all these pundits on TV spewing all kinds of nonsense. And so one lady on some show recently came out and said that, you know, white suburban women voting for Republicans is like cockroaches voting for raid. And then you have like some presidential, um, historian come out on another show and say something like if the republicans win then the kids are going to be arrested and killed and it's just this complete nonsense and there's other things but these are kind of more of the tame um ones that we hear and it's almost like that when you hear these people talk and then of course everything is racist you know desantis is racist for flying uh immigrants to uh you know, where we flew them to, Martha's Vineyard. But yeah, when Biden does it, he's not racist. So we've got the hypocrisy and everything involved. But when we look at these things, I mean, when you hear these things coming out of the mouths of these people, you can really see that the fortress is built and that their minds are like warding off any anything that might be, first of all, sensible. Because just, I mean, think about that, you know, a statement like, yeah, if the Republicans win, then then the kids are going to be arrested and killed. I mean, that's just complete ludicrous, um, outright lies, really. And I think that's an, an a, kind of an example of these people that are buying into the lies of Satan about our society today and the fortress that Satan has built in their minds because they're just spewing out all kinds of nonsense that doesn't make sense. And then they back it up when you call them out on it and call you something else like a racist or a, a homophobe or a xenophobe or whatever it might be. And it's just it's just crazy. But you can see that fortress in their mind deflecting any any sense of, of God from their mind.
1: Yeah, you definitely see that, don't you, son? And um, these are very... Ingrained uh, ideas; Um, these these false ideas; these lies become embedded in the human mind and and in the soul. And I mean, these are not people who are saying things and just pretending to believe them; they actually believe them. I mean, um, I I was stunned a few years back when I read that, um, uh, and they they were approaching it from a political standpoint. You know, that seventy some percent of Democrats, according to this survey, um, do not believe that your gender is fixed at birth and I'm thinking wait a minute you know I'm sure a lot of these same people um, point to science for this thing they're trying to make a point for for that thing but now they're going to just throw biology out the window. They're going to throw genetics out the window. They're going to, they're going to throw this out the window and and say that your gender is fluid, that it's a social construct, that it's not fixed at birth, that your biological sex is not um, sometimes the same thing as your gender. I mean, it's like, how could people believe this if it wasn't for a spiritual stronghold that gets uh, fixed in your mind? Because you know, sign, you know, in, in, in many ways it, it's not really any different than someone coming out and saying no no 2 plus 2 is 3 and 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 don't challenge it don't you know if you challenge it you're you're uh, you know you're being prejudiced you're you're uh, uh, you're being intolerant no no 2 plus 2 is 3 and 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 that is you know really not any crazier than than people who are are trying to say that you can pick your own gender, uh, you can you can go with with what you feel. Now it's an interesting, son, that uh, and I even point this out in the article that, um, around the world, um, you know, this lie is starting to, uh, become exposed. Um, and then not only just, I mean, Christian people who, who, you know, have been able to see it from the beginning, obviously, but, but other people in the world, and there've been people all the way along, uh, regardless of their faith or lack of faith who have, um, uh, who have seen this, you know, uh, JK Rowling, you know, she was, she really spoke out, um, uh, you know, ag- against this, as as others have, there've been, you know, there there have been some some atheists who who've spoken out against this. So it's not only Christians, but um, but 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 what I'm where I'm going with that is, um, you you see things, for example, like in Sweden, um, here a couple years ago, son, you know, they they came out. And and they did a U-turn on this whole gender transitioning thing. And, and they said, okay, no longer um, can these children be given these, uh, you know, puberty blockers and these hormones and, and all this stuff, you know, uh, up until 18. You know, we're not going to allow that anymore. And boy, is that a change. Um, now you know, uh, they've been out in front on this, like they are, you know, sometimes in so many, uh, liberal things. I mean, sometimes you hear about, you know, countries, where you know they're they're very progressive in terms of uh, drug use and things like this. Well, you know Sweden uh, was was involved in, in in some of this transgender stuff, you know, before uh, the U.S. even before it became mainstream here. But now that that boomerang has kind of uh, come back, it, it's kind of like a an institute in London that shut down after a couple decades of really pushing this on youth. And you know some of the staff there ended up saying, hey, th- there was very little little pushback on anybody that would come in and they had some gender dysphoria, a little confusion about their gender. I mean, they were just right away, just kind of ushered into this transition process. And, and now that, that, uh, that place is shut down. Um, and, and, and you know, it's only a matter of time, I, I believe son, before that's going to be happening in America, where we're seeing, um, signs of that. Certainly, um, we're seeing more people, I think who are saying, um, this is destroying lives. This is destroying bodies. I mean, kids are, are mutilating themselves. Um, you know, I don't know that we'll, I'm hoping we won't be at the, the, the point we're at now here in, in, in just a few years. I, I mentioned, um, I think maybe in a recent podcast that, uh, one day there was a, uh, a customer who came into a, um, uh, a local a place that I'm aware of and, uh, was given this story. Um, and someone who was there and this person came in and was really bragging about how someone they knew just had their top chopped off. And this female was, um, I guess, wanting to transition to a male. And this individual was just thinking, what a great thing this is. I think it might've been their friend. You know, she just had her, and that might've been, I think the way she described it, you know, she just had her top chopped off. And and, as though this is something to celebrate because when you, when you have a stronghold in your mind, Um, You know, no matter how damaging it may be to your body, to your soul, um, people, son, as we know, are are willing to do some just unbelievably dangerous, harmful things to themselves um, when you believe a lie. And and, and there's so many young people who've been caught up uh, in social media on the whole transgender thing. Um, You know, some youth have even said, you know, things like, you know. Um, that, that among their peers i mean they they, they feel like if they 're just kind of a, of a straight white person that that you know somehow they 're bad you know that that 's bad uh you know that that uh, because they 've been told that they 're inherently racist if they 're white um I mean we know satan stirred up you know hatred against black people historically um you know not only uh, in our nation but other places but we know the the just all the the uh, the harm and pain that that brought through slavery in America, through that lie of Satan. And now Satan's kind of flipped the script uh, in a way in some settings. And, he's, and he's, he's telling people through certain educators, well, if you're white, then, uh, you know, that, that's bad. You know, and, and you're racist and, and, and all these lies. And then these kids get this idea in their mind like, oh, I guess I must be bad because um, I, I don't know yet. I don't identify yet as, uh, as, as lesbian or gay or bisexual or transgender. I, I, I better pick one of those or, or uh, I guess I'm white you know and that's bad you know i'm i'm told you know so there's all sorts of lies that satan promotes to impressionable minds and it really is wrecking havoc in people's hearts. So we need the Lord. We need the Lord to just show us that God loves everyone equal. Um, there, no race is superior or inferior to another race. I mean, you would think we would know that, wouldn't you? I mean, you'd think that's just common sense. Um, how could someone ever be so deceived into thinking that because they're white, they're superior to a black person? Or because they're white, they're inferior to, to other races. How, how could you ever buy into that? Well, when you're spoon Fed that by educators who've been deceived themselves by Satan. Otherwise, they wouldn't be teaching it. They, they, they'd be teaching reading and writing and math. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be doing the sort of stuff that Barack Obama decided he wanted to promote. Um, after saying he wasn't in favor of gay marriage, um, you know, as a self-appointed, uh, really, marriage and gender uh, prophet for this revolution that I think he hoped America would uh, would undertake. And and they, they they've made a lot of you know uh, traction on that. They have. Had a lot uh, of people move in that direction. But here's what's happened, though, son, by America buying into the same sex lie you know, hook, line, and sinker. Um, it made it so much easier then for this next lie, uh, the whole transgenderism, for that to now be promoted. And really what, what Obama did is it, he emboldened people who want to take it further and further because that's the nature of, of, of sin and of deception. Um, you, you, you can't stop it. You know, you can't, you can't put it on pause. Um, when you pursue deception, when you pursue lies and you have strongholds building up in your mind, there's no telling. Um, what, 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 you know, how far you're going to take that. And I'll just give you an example, even just in the, in the, in the political realm that, that's kind of similar to that. You look at, you look at radicals within the democratic party, like AOC. Um, they have contributed to ripping apart this party that many, many people now are, are fleeing from because they're, they're starting to see, I mean, this is a radical group of people. They, they, they want to, they, they want our bathrooms to be uh, open to, 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 to boys and girls or however you identify Um, they're, they're they're wanting to do that while our economy is, is, you know, tanking and, and, um, you know, our kids are needing direction and people are, are looking at that and, and they're saying, you know, why would I want that? I mean, I just read today, son, that a majority of Hispanics in Florida, I believe are going to vote for, um, DeSantis now, um, you know the, the the sense you you've gotten from um, you know from the Democratic Party over the years is is they'll do anything just to gain more power, anything to get more people um, to, to to vote for them, um, and 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 you know that the party platform uh, is filled with strongholds uh, just based on their abortion position itself. Um, you know, I was reading something today where uh, Dr. Richard Land, the executive editor of the Christian Post, was talking about um, where he was at a dinner one time. I believe they were honoring Mother Teresa, and 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 uh, it was here in America. Uh, I believe, I believe, I think the dinner was here. But anyway, um, Hillary Clinton was also there, and Mother Teresa started to talk about. Um, why America needs to needs to have a different uh, view on abortion. And she's starting to speak uh, you know, for the life and the protection of these unborn. And Dr. Richard Land, uh, in his article, he said he's never seen someone w- with more rage on their face than Hillary Clinton had um, toward Mother Teresa that day. He said he's never seen, he said her face was contorted in all sorts of directions. Um, now, son, what is that? Those are strongholds within someone to be pro-abortion, okay? Pro abortion, even to the point, even to the point of, of supporting late term abortion. So the, these are the radical AOC, Hillary, Barack Obama type policies that I think are driving more and more people out of that party. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that the Republican Party is is, is the answer for America because as Christians, um, we are promoting uh, Jesus uh, and 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 we are promoting freedom and and we are not pushing uh, people to try to um, you know know... join one political party or another but but you know um it's not very difficult to see when you have one party that's pro-life and the other party that's pro-abortion okay it's like huh let me see how is a christian um do we think one unborn child one unborn child. If they could vote, son, would they? Um, would they vote for uh, a, a Democrat given the, the party platform? I mean, how would they? Why would they? You know, I just uh, submitted something I wrote today, uh, and the title was, um, you know, unborn babies need your voice and choice. And, and so it goes more into uh, what I'm talking about here. Um, but but why would an unborn child ever ever support a Democrat, given the platform, because here's what happens son when a Democratic politician repents of their pro-abortion stance, then they become pro-life. That's the only way it can happen. You have to repent of that. You have to turn from that. You have to do what Mother Teresa was talking about there. But, but when you get mad, when the truth is being told, the way Mother Teresa was, the way Hillary Clinton was getting so mad at her, that shows you the spiritual battle that we're in, that, that, that shows you the strongholds that, that develop in people's minds that would lead them to promote abortion, to promote transgenderism, to promote same-sex marriage. It doesn't mean that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are bigger sinners than you or I, okay? It doesn't mean that it is our, we can't condemn them to hell, nor would we ever. That's never our job, okay? Um, our job is to preach the gospel. Our job is to call people to repentance they're going to stand before the Lord. One day Um, you and I have to be careful that we don't see ourselves as uh, you know, not as big as sinners. We we don't want to judge people. We can't look down on them. We need to pray for them, but, and I'll leave it at this son. If we don't call it out, if we don't do what mother Teresa did, this is just, this just you know, frail little old lady who helps so many people in Calcutta, India and, and other places. If we're not willing to call it out, the way she did, then, then, then what are we going to say? What can we say to those unborn babies who are being slaughtered every day? Um, you know, and, and if those unborn babies could speak, you know what they'd say? They'd say, mom. They'd say, Mom, um, you know, be my be my voice today, be my choice. And of course, many of these mothers saw they're under pressure, they're feeling pressure, uh, they're distraught, and Satan is using that, driving them to the abortion clinic, um, driving people to support that. So so Christians need to come alongside and gently and lovingly um offer the counsel and the prayer and the support so that a young mother doesn't then make the decision that she will live to regret that will haunt her. Um now, uh, of course you can be forgiven. Um, and thankfully God's grace is there. His mercy is there for those who had an abortion, but his grace is also there to help a a, a young mother or a mother of any age, um, decide not to, not to have her baby aborted. So there are all sorts of things that that go into Satan's lies. It, 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 um, it overlaps with what's going on politically, but it, but it, but at the base of these things on, these are moral issues. These are matters of life and death. These are sp- matters of light and darkness. Um, and people say, well, you know, you Christians, that's a spiritual, you know, you, you just keep things in the church. Well, um, we are called to be a light in the world. We are called to, um, it's a matter of justice. It's a matter of justice to try to fight for the unborn, to try to fight for these kids who are being indoctrinated with transgenderism, um, to, to try to help these families now who are being devastated by by the economy that that, that biden has introduced i mean so and that's just on the financial side with is which is nothing compared to the, the the spiritual pain that is caused by by that party's platform so um it's time it's time to speak up um and and uh but but to do so um never uh violently um you know uh, not, not to do so in a violent way ever but but only to do so in 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 the way that will um you know help to bring about real change and uh and 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 real wisdom to people so um yeah i mean that's 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 what we're talking about how how to impart you know impart wisdom uh to those who who have bought into the lies
0: you know dan when it comes to race um i'm oftentimes brought back to the day when jackie robinson entered major league baseball the first black player to enter baseball at the time the brooklyn dodgers in New York, they had an announcer, Red Barber, who was the Vince Scully before Vin Scully. And the owner of the Dodgers came to Red Barber well before they even knew it was going to be Jackie Robinson. And he said to him, Red, I'm going to bring a black player to Major League Baseball. And I just wanted you to know about it. Now, Red Barber grew up in Mississippi, the heartbeat of racism along with probably alabama and so red barber goes home and so and so then the the owner was like so i need you i need to know you know what do you want to stay on with the team or what's up basically so he goes home and he tells his wife and he says um this is what's going to happen and he goes i don't know if i can continue and so his wife says well you don't have to decide right now let's have a martini discusses it so on and then he decides that he was just going to report report what goes on he was just going to be a professional and he was going to do it properly as he says and so i can't imagine what that must have been like for somebody and i don't really know what his personal belief system was you know didn't really talk about when he talks about it he didn't really mention his faith or anything but if somebody in what the 1940s you know mid-40s who grew up probably racist as anybody i don't want to make accusations but if you can just think about history you know of of mississippi um and the race history that they had there the racism and stuff and then imagine that you have a guy that's going to do his job and let jackie robinson speak for himself okay then we take a look at what we've got going on today and even uh, red barber talks about how um you know, Jackie Robinson basically did it himself. You know, he was the one that had to endure all this stuff and, and break down the racial barriers. And, and so, anyway, so the point of that is, is that, okay, if here's a guy, let's just go for conversation sake because I don't know that he's, he doesn't have faith. He's not a Christian. He might be, but I'm not, I don't know. And he's able to make that determination. And, oh, the other thing he said too, and this was more of the point, was that he, he thought, he thought about it and to him, and this is where, where I'm not sure where his faith comes in. But he said, you know, it's by chance I was born white. It's by chance Jackie Robinson was born black. We had no say in the matter. Now, we know it was God designed for us to be born who we are. But there's a point to that. We have no choice in how we're born with the color of skin. We have no right. we have no say in that, you know. And so God created us a certain way. And then when you talk about, you know, John three sixteen, for God's loved the world that he sent his only son, you know, for everyone – that whosoever believes in him, I didn't say that whosoever is white or there's no you know race qualifier or whosoever right. was this or that. There's there's no qualifier. Period. It doesn't matter. It's just that whosoever believes in him should not perish and have everlasting life. And that's why it's alive, Satan, because the and the people that try to use Bible to feed the race story, they lose. And and I think that's why. Uh, Hillary Clinton was so upset at Mother Teresa because Hillary Clinton in recent times has said that you have to change your religion to uh, fit the ideology of abortion. You can't let religion keep you from believing in abortion. But when you look at Bible, you look at scripture, race for example, you can't you can't sit there and say there's anything racist or anything race qualifying or anything about Jesus. First of all, he was Jewish. And so, you know, I don't know if that's considered why people argue about the color of his skin, but that's irrelevant to the conversation as far as what Jesus' purpose was for us. But he is, like I said, set a son that whosoever believes in him, there's no qualifier. There's no qualifier about race for anything in the Bible. Sure, there's Jew and Gentile, but that's, I think, two different things when it comes to um, who we are as far as we're not either – we're either in the Jewish family or we're not. And um, and so anyway, so as you go through this whole thing and you start looking at the race perspective and then you can take it over into other things, there is no qualifiers. There are no things that you have to do this in order to be a Christ follower. You don't have to do that in order to be someone who's going to get eternity in heaven. And there's other religions that, that do believe in that. So when it comes to race and people that try to bring up the Bible to prove that, you know, race, there's a there's a race seniority or white is right or whatever – There's nothing that, there's no racial qualifications in the Bible. It's just individual, whosoever believes can come. If you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. And that's all it is. There's no qualifiers there. And I think people forget about that. And if you would realize that, then you would realize that in some of these other things, whether it be gender, whether it be anything else that we talk about, that it's the same thing. The Bible is scripture when it comes to religion. You know, I've mentioned it before. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Then we did a whole hour of phone calls on a radio show one time where people were trying to convince us that they believe the Bible 100%, but there's other ways to heaven despite what Jesus' own words had said. And so I just find it sad. And, again, I think that line, what you said about the fortress of Satan's lies around someone's mind is really – Resonating with a lot of what's going on today because people really just can't see truth anymore and they don't want to. And the fortress just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger in the minds and Satan's building this fortress bigger and bigger and bigger, keeping the truth out, which is sad for people that are believing that.
1: Well, it's so sad, Son. And of course, the area where Satan lies the most is in the area of religion. Um, you know, Satan really doesn't care uh, what religion a person chooses so long as they don't place their faith in Jesus Christ. So, you know, uh, you could be a Muslim, you could be a Hindu, you could be a Buddhist. Um, you could be in the new age religion. Uh, but but just don't place your faith in Christ. That's Satan's goal. Why? Because that's what converts your soul. Uh that's what brings the Lord into your life and forgiveness and salvation. And and Satan doesn't want that uh, for you. He doesn't want you to be saved, redeemed, justified, born again, and forgiven. Um, he wants you to remain lost in your sin. And so the biggest lie, son, that Satan tells in the in the whole um just all of all of his lies. The biggest lie is that, um, you have to earn your way to heaven. I mean, if somebody's determined to believe in heaven, uh, whether they believe in hell or not, I mean, if they believe there's a heaven, then Satan will, he'll, he'll give you that in a way, as long as you try to earn your way there. You know, Satan doesn't mind if you believe that there's a heaven, as long as you're trying to earn your way there. But the minute you, you realize what scripture says, that we're saved by grace through faith, and, and then all who rely on observing the law are under a curse. And, and and that um, we we are we cannot be saved by our works, but only by what Christ did for us on the cross. And he, the last thing Satan wants anybody to do is put their faith in the cross and in the blood of Jesus Christ, because that is then when a person is born again. That's when they they come to know the Lord and their sins are forgiven. So so these th- this is the area where he lies the most. You know, the Bible talks about doctrines of demons. Um, demons, you know, convince people. They convince false teachers to uh, present things about um, uh, about God that are not true uh, to present things about Christ that are not true uh, you know God is w- one God in three persons the Father Son and the Holy Spirit and there have been all sorts of lies told about that over the years by false religions and false prophets to establish strongholds in in, uh, in, in, in people's minds yeah you know I might have told you son uh, one time years ago when I was at college I remember being invited to a Bible study um, and and it was at the home there uh, in the community and and uh i i remember um that i got a very weird feeling um about about just being there and uh and then i noticed there was a book sitting like on the coffee table And the title was something like, um, Jesus Christ is not God, you know? And, uh, you know, fortunately, you know, for me, son, I mean, raised in, in a wonderful Christian home, wonderful Christian parents. I mean, uh, I knew, uh, how, how false that was and how dangerous that is for people who believe it. So I knew, Hey, this is not a place that I, uh, uh, I'm going to hang out any longer. And so I got out of there. Unfortunately, the Lord allowed me to be in, um, you know, every other Bible study, uh, and, and spiritual experience that I had there in college, uh, uh, seem to be, uh, of, uh, of just a very, uh, terrific experience in the word. And, uh, but that was one I remember. I don't even remember who invited me to it or what, you know, it was before I was really too involved, I think in, in uh, Bible study and so forth. But I'm just saying that, um, you know, same targets, a lot of college kids to try to, um, reach them at that very, um, important time in their life where they're looking for things, uh, trying to figure things out. Um, you know, um, my, uh, our, our four, our kids tomorrow are going to be going to a, um, a, a celebration of life service for, um, someone that they had worked with here locally a number of years ago and got to know, uh, pretty well. And anyway, um, this, uh, this young man here in the last two weeks, uh, uh, took his own life under, um, just great duress apparently that he was under. Uh, but that's what Satan does. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. And, um, and so it was just uh, tragic to, to hear of that that. Um, and, and it happens a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of people, um, don't see a way out because Satan's been lying to them. Um, they don't know that Jesus will deliver them, that Jesus will save them, that Jesus wants to bring them to heaven one day. You know, Satan is lying to people, you know, uh, well, you're white, so you're better than others. You're black, so you're better than others. Or, or, um, you know, you're this or you're that, um, and and you know where are the people? Where are the pro-abortion people who claim, son, that they're for minorities when when there are so many abortions that take place in the black community? Okay, much higher percentage, uh, you know, um, in the black community than in the white community, um, just in terms of the numbers. But where are the pro-abortion? People, you know, who, who claim? I mean, they, they they want they want the vote of anybody, minority or not, that they can get. But why aren't they speaking out um for this all the young, you know little black babies that are being aborted you know in the womb. But I mean it's just another ex- example of, of Satan how the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy and, and ultimately son, our only hope is in Jesus. Um you know Jesus said I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me. So anybody listening to this podcast today you can call upon the Lord today. I mean you might say hey you know I believe some of Satan's lies and and it's affected my life. And I I've made some bad decisions. What about me? Well, um, the Lord is here for you today. If you'll just call on the Lord, just confess your sins to him. Um, He knows you're imperfect. All of us are imperfect, but he will forgive you. He'll, um, he'll, he'll give you a firm place to stand. Um, Your sins will be forgiven. Heaven will become your home and, and you'll no longer be under the control of the evil one, which is what Satan wants to do by these lies about race and religion and gender. He wants to bring people under his control. He, He wants to bring people. People, ultimately to hell, and and so um, you know we're just thankful today that that you're listening to this podcast. You 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 might be somebody you you've been a Christian a long time, and for that we rejoice. Maybe it's it's new to you, or maybe it's it still is kind of a foreign thing to you. But but wherever you find yourself today, God will meet you right where you're at, and. Um, um, don't believe the lie from Satan that, uh, you know, that, that God's not for you. Um, don't believe that lie. If God wasn't for you, my friend, um, he wouldn't be right now reaching out to you through this broadcast. Not because, you know, we're, we're not perfect people at all, we, but we do serve a perfect Savior. Um, there's a wonderful message of God's grace. If you'll just receive Christ today, you know, in John 1, it said, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And if you'll receive Christ, Right now, in the quietness of your heart, um, you watch how these lies are going to start to get exposed. You're going to start to say, Wow. I didn't realize that. I mean, and the biggest lie, the biggest lie that will be exposed is is the lie that maybe you've been believing thinking, okay, if I'm a good enough person, I'll get to heaven. Or if I'm religious enough, I'll get to heaven. And all of a sudden that lie is going to be blown out of the water when you, when you see the gospel. And it's like, wait a minute, why did I ever think, how could I ever think I could have earned my way? Uh, It's only Jesus's death on the cross and his blood that cleanses me. So today, my friend, you can just say, wash me Jesus with your precious blood. And I would encourage you to pray that prayer to the Lord. Wash me Jesus with your precious. Blood, and then pray it every day. Pray it until you know that you know that your sins are forgiven, and, and you might know right away, uh, or you may still you know be struggling with some doubts about that. I mean, hey, um, God will help you. Just keep praying to the Lord. Keep standing on the promises of God, and and don't base any assurance on your feelings, um, but rather on the Word of God, because feelings you know they can go up and down. They can be very fluid, but 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 what's not fluid? Uh, just like your gender's not fluid, um, the truth is not fluid. You know, facts are not fluid, um, and sometimes our mind it kind of bounces around. But 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 ground yourself in the truth of God, and Satan's lies will start to fall by the wayside, and you'll be like, "Wow, I'm so glad the Lord is is, is teaching me on on uh, on race, on religion, on on gender, but most of all, just on salvation." And, and that I've been saved by grace through faith in Christ, my Savior.
0: Yeah, and it's really sad because, you know, we sit and we talk, and and I believe everything that we talk about is uh, Bible-based. You can go and check Scripture, and I encourage anybody to check what we say against Scripture, see if we're wrong. And I'm talking about a not a slanted view of your perception of Scripture. I mean, literally look at it objectively as it is written, and you will find that what we talk about is, I believe, uh, biblically-based. Um, the reason why I mentioned that is because sometimes, you know, the church should be preaching this type of message. The, the church should be at the forefront of this culture war or this, uh, society issues that we're having, that we're discussing. But unfortunately what happens is Satan gets involved in the church and he starts mucking it up. The next thing you know, you have denominations and you have churches starting to promote LGBT pastors. You have, uh, um. And I'm not even talking about um, this, forget about even just the argument about women in the church, but I'm just talking about LGBT, openly confessing and practicing, which is anti-Bible. And then you have people that are um going to these churches, and they're just not standing up against the churches. So it's like layer after layer after layer, and these lies are just trickling down through. So even if Satan attacked, let's say, a pastor at a church, and the church and the pastors start preaching these anti-Bible theology, you know, and then the the congregants are sitting there, but they don't, some may leave, but they allow it to continue. And then it goes on and on. And there's nobody that stands up against the message of the anti-Bible woke church. And on the other hand, so I think that adds to it. And the reason why I make that correlation is because I remember in the last election, there were some people that didn't want to vote for, for Trump and that's fine but they were Christians. They said they were Bible believing Christians and yet they turned around and voted for somebody that was so pro abortion and, and that's fine. Okay. I'm not going to judge, but then I asked them, okay, so how as a Christian? Can you sit there and justify your vote for somebody else whose platform is of killing babies? And, I said, okay, wouldn't it make more sense? Okay, you're you offended by Trump and all that. That's fine. Wouldn't it make more sense for you just to kind of sit out the election? No, it's too close. I need to vote. I need to vote. Well, you're voting for somebody who goes against your biblical ideology. Oh, no, no, no. I, I have to do that. And it's like they're compromising. And again, it was just another thing for saying to kind of drop these seeds into this mind of this person and it's the same thing with Black Lives Matter during the riots of 2020. Same person I asked. I said, hey, because um, they were all for the protesting as a Christian. And so I just made a casual comment. I said, what do you think would be better? Do you think 20,000 people marching in the streets, burning down buildings and so forth would make more change or affect change? Or would 20,000 people on their knees fervently praying over this make more change? And they honestly first couldn't make the, the the choice and then they kind of cop uh, uh kinda punted and said, Well we 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 could do both. And I kept thinking to myself, wow, for somebody that professes and writes and is so and on and on social media so open about your faith in this and so on and so forth, I'm like, you're really missing out on some things right now. And again, it must be the blinders put on by Satan because twenty thousand people on their knees, God would make all kinds of changes. Uh, A church that's preaching, you know, biblical Christianity, I don't think we'd be in this place, the world that we're in right now, or the state that we're in, if we had biblical, you know, messages out there and the church wasn't waffling and caving to this woke society and this liberal ideology. And Satan's just using the church. And I think that's one of the big problems that we have as to why we're, why we are where we are uh, today in society.
1: Well, that's right, son. And, you know, I I think Satan, was really stirring up a lot of hatred and still is uh, against Trump and and many of us you know who are Christians you know um have seen for a long time that yeah there there are things that that, uh, president Trump would say that we're, we're very, were very mean. We're, we're, very much not in the spirit of Christ. Uh, you know, things that he did or said, you know, either prior to uh, becoming president or while he was president during the campaign that, that we would say, yes, I mean, that, that seemed to be very unchristian. Um, but, but, but here's the thing though, when Satan says, well, see, you can't, you can't, you know, vote for someone like that. Okay. Um, You know, uh, many Christians I think would look at that and say, "Well, that that might be the case." However, okay, um, uh, I have to stand with the most helpless among us and how they would vote. Okay. Um, because they can't speak for themselves right now. Okay. They're, they're in the womb and, and maybe they're in the womb of a distressed mother who's contemplating abortion. And this is going to go on now. It's going to continue to go on. I mean, they're going to continue to be women who are going to be pressured to have an abortion and, and take the life of the baby. And, and, and so, um, you know, I think what a lot of people, what happened for some people is they got bogged down in, in, in Trump's, um, you know, unchristian behavior. And it's like, well, I'm not going to vote for him. Okay. Uh, well, okay. I mean, like you said, sodomy, I mean, that's your choice. But, um, right now, um, this ultimately is, is a choice between being pro life or pro abortion. OK, because these two platforms are very, very clear. I mean, you know, people have said based on, you know, things that he did, that Trump was the most pro-life president we've ever had. OK, he became now. Now, was he always that way? I'm not going to say I don't know. But but um, uh, there were many things he did um, to demonstrate a, a pro-life commitment as president. Now, now um, that doesn't mean that a Christian is, say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, President Trump, he, he's just this, you know, perfect example of a Christian disciple and and oh, yes, you know, that's fine. I mean, he said that, but we're going to overlook that. No, I mean, that's not the issue. The issue uh, is what about the most vulnerable among us? You know, what about, what about those people? Um, And, um, you you know, in a similar vein sign, you know, many people were just outraged over the um, withdrawal from Afghanistan that, that that Biden orchestrated because of, of how many people it put in harm's way because of how it was not done with an ounce of wisdom. Um, and, and the reason I mention that is when you're voting, you have to remember, um, the most helpless among us and, and who's going to be hurt, who's going to be helped. Um, and, and when you're talking about, uh, about people who are being, you know, handed over, uh, to, um, to extremists in their country, uh, when, you know, prior to that withdrawal, I mean, things are pretty stable and, and there were a lot of bad people who weren't, um, enslaving women children as as sex slaves and doing, I mean, that was going on, but not, not nearly to the degree that it was after the botched pullout and and really just the terrible uh, way that that happened. But I would equate that to abortion in, in the sense that when you don't care, Enough about people uh, and even people who had helped us, you know, all the translators, um, all the Afghan translators who were told they were going to be able to get out. I mean, there were so many things with that that were just outright evil, you know, the, the way that happened because of what it meant to the people. But here's the thing, son, and I heard a, a black gentleman uh, speaking recently on TV about this. And, and, and he just made it very plain. He said, "You know um, when, when a party demonstrates that they don't care about the most helpless ones among us uh, by 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 promoting abortion, um, why would they care about why would they care about you when, when you're um, when you're older and, um, and And I would just say the Afghanistan pullout that that should have been such an outrage, and it was for for anybody who um, who saw how unjust it was uh, for, for for so many people. Um, but, you know, son, abortion's been going on for, um, you know, for a long time here in America. And and so for people who, you know, said, well, you know, I can't vote for Trump because he's mean. OK, well, OK, I get that. However, um, you know, uh, if an unborn baby could vote and they would vote against the pro-abortionist, then maybe I should vote with the unborn baby. You know, maybe I should maybe that maybe I, I could become their voice. I could become their choice because they sure as hell aren't going to vote for somebody who's pro-abortion because they're not even out of the womb yet. They haven't even had a shot at life yet. You know, like 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 somebody who's been in politics, maybe, the, you know, like Biden for 50 years or whatever. Um, and, and how about these poor women and children in Afghanistan who then, and many Christians around the world who are just preyed upon then by by these groups when... Um, You know, maybe when, when decisions are made that, that are not in their best interest. Now, a a lot of that's going to happen. I mean, you know, it was happening in, in Christ's day. It's going to continue to happen, but, but I tell you sometimes, son, you know, when, when governments make decisions, the way that that decision was made by by Joe Biden with, with Afghanistan, it brought so much more pain and misery than I believe needed to happen to the, the the poor people over there um, who then just became uh, just the prey uh, uh, for those, You know, it's kind of like what, um, what, what the cartels are doing to so many people on the border. I mean, you know, the, the, this open border policy has, has uh, there have been so many women and children who have been trafficked now uh, b- b- because of what seems like this lust for power. You know, we, we need to open the borders. And, and I think the only reason, Son, is being done. Uh, you know, by the Biden administration is because they're hoping that it's going to get more votes. And again, the irony of, of that is this, okay? The irony of that is kind of like with Obama's transgender uh, promotion, okay? That's backfiring on the Democrats. That's backfiring. Um, you know, when you promote something that is is just a lie, um, you know, sometimes it will backfire. And and, and what, what's amazing now is when you hear that, like Florida, you know, that the Hispanic vote's going to vote for the Republicans. I mean, these Democrats who, who still well, we want open borders because we're we're, we're for the immigrants. Um, well, if you were really for the immigrants you know, you, you would demonstrate it differently than that. Um, and, um, how are you helping women and children who are being forced into sex slavery now because of the way you're doing it, because you're not doing it in an orderly way and you got people rushing to the border and, and the cartels and others that are so taking advantage of that. So you just, when Satan is pulling you around, okay, you do all sorts of things, son, that are so detrimental to people. Now, uh, you know does this mean Donald Trump was some you know saint or this or that no i mean who 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 would say that but but i'll tell you what you know a pro life president um you know, I mean, boy, for Christians, you know, that's what we believe God wants is to protect the most vulnerable among us. And and uh, if anybody can't see, there's a difference between supporting that and, and at the same time being able to, you know, uh, walk and chew gum and say, no, I, I hate some of those things that Trump said, obviously. Um, some of the things he said were despicable. Um, but, but you know, this isn't a vote on, you know, I'm not voting for someone because I think they're, you know, you're not voting for the um, theological in chief or, or or the you know the, the chief shepherd of the soul of America You're vo- you have to vote for somebody and, and like you said, son, um, when you have such a pro abortion agenda that Obama and Biden and the Democrats have Pelosi uh, Aoc such a pro abortion agenda, um, you know you would think it, it would be a relatively easy decision for a christian um, and and yet Satan gets in there and he confuses people, and you know what happens? We take our eyes off the most vulnerable. We take our eyes off of those who haven't even had a shot at life, and 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 and, we, and then sometimes we end up with people who who don't who don't seem to mind if if abortion just continues, and uh, and so that is um, that is really uh, just about the most important issue of our day. I mean, obviously the salvation of souls is number one, glorifying God is number one, but but I mean abortion is a huge huge issue, a moral issue. Um, before it's ever a political issue, it's a moral issue. It's a matter of right and wrong. It's a matter of justice for um, you know, for those who are weak, just like Afghanistan should have been about justice. Uh, I mean, how about those Afghan translators that were told, oh, we'll bring you out. And then they're left behind and their families are being hunted down and they helped America and they were told things. And then the commander in chief goes against what they were promised. I mean, that is reprehensible. That is inexcusable. Um, that is just unbelievable, son, that, that 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 would happen. But that's exactly what happened. And um, it, it's just it's just so tragic when uh, when those sorts of decisions are made.
0: Uh, yes, it is indeed. Dan Delzell sanctified reason as we sit at the crossroads of faith and pop culture dan it'll be interesting to see how uh this country moves forward in the next few months obviously at the time of our conversation right now an election is uh coming up next time we get together the election will be uh, over and we'll see what happens but um you know it's been uh it's been interesting to kind of have this conversation because it is on the the forefront of a lot of things that's going on in this country. And, um, I think if we just continue to speak truth, you know, I think, I think this is a moment in time where truth is starting to be able to have a voice in certain areas. And so we got to just continue speaking biblical truth. And I think that there's opportunities there to do that. So I appreciate your time and, and coming on and talking about these things.
1: Well it is uh, just really uh, an honor to do this with you, son, and thank you for your um, steadfast commitment to scripture um, uh, but but also to freedom um, to justice in america and that 's something we as christians are are deeply concerned about and and uh, and so we just pray for that and with this upcoming election and in the years ahead uh, satan 's going to continue trying to lie to people, but I tell you we 've got the lord um, to uh, to speak the truth to us through his word and then to to help try to share that truth lovingly with others. So thank you, Son. It's my pleasure to to be with you here again today. This has been uh, an excellent uh, topic again.
0: And for those of you listening, hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. Check out our website, RadioWarp.com. That's Radio Radio W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. Click on the Sanctified Reason logo, and our shows will pop up. Uh, so if you want to go back and listen to other shows, you can also listen to the show pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts and you can also check us out. Uh, I post it on uh, YouTube. It's obviously an audio version, but we have a logo there and, um, it plays on YouTube as well. So there's many ways that you can find and listen to uh, sanctified reason. And if you feel someone will be blessed by listening to these words, please, by all means, just, uh, send them the link and let them, uh, Take a listen, and if you want to reach out to us, our email address is sanctifiedreasonpodcast at gmail.com. Again, you thank- know, Sonic, oh, I
1: might just also throw in, any anyone here in the listening area of Omaha, Nebraska, if you'd ever like to stop by on a Sunday morning, uh, Redeemer is a uh, is a, uh, a church that we're blessed to uh, to be at, and I'm blessed to uh, to pastor here, and um, it uh, it meets in uh, downtown uh, Papillion on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and and it would be an honor to have you stop by anytime and and uh, join us for worship. So if you're in the Omaha area and ever want to check it out, um, you know, feel free to do that. You can look us up on Facebook um, and uh, kind of see a little bit about what we're about. We've got some messages on there, some sermons, you know, a lot of the sermons that I've, I've given on Sunday, but uh, we'd really, uh, I think you'd find it to be a, a place where God's word is is presented and, and you can come in regardless of your background and and really uh, be fed some, some good spiritual food. So that's just kind of a, an open invitation there to whoever might be interested.
0: Yeah. And if you're outside the area and you're looking for a church, you can definitely reach out because I'm sure that Dan has many referrals outside of the area. And I know I've got some referrals as well, you know, depending on where you live. And so um, if you're looking for a church and you're trying to find one, you know, reach out again and uh, let us know. Again, the email address is sanctifiedreasonpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll get back to you. Dan, again, thanks so much. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Son. I look forward
0: to next time. Again, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.